Hello and welcome to Idiot Rugby Banter. It's the podcast about rugby. Uh, I'm Adam and I, I hope my sound's a lot better. This time we've got a full house here. We'll start with Ben who's just come back from um, trying to find some shoes but only got Intel. How are you Ben? Um, as, as you might imagine from someone who's spent two hours looking for baby shoes and not finding the right ones, um, I'm not happy. Quite right. frankly. Well, I'm glad you're here. We'll make you happy. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, hopefully, talking about talking about rugby for a while can can lighten lighten my mood. Huh? Yeah. No, I'm I'm very excited to talk about rugby. It's been a rough few weeks. I got baby on me, and she seems to be cooperating right now. So uh, times are good. I can't complain. Uh, are times good for you, Alex? I know that uh, you got some. What What are you preparing for today? Or was it yesterday? The chicken, um, or the chicken. No, there's no chicken yesterday. Um, I had oh. fish yesterday. Oh, right, yes, it was fish. Um, hey, I take chicken of the sea. Um, nice. So chicken of the sea. Yes, chicken nice. of the sea. Um, then today, so yesterday I also made my beef stock using my prime Usana beef stock bones, um, which, as I mentioned to you guys, had more meat, they had more meat on them, more than, than most stew bones I've seen. Um, so I'm using that stock today. To make a short rib stew. Oh, fancy! Yeah, and I just finished my breakfast, which was uh, half a bagel with an egg, um, some banana, and uh, half avocado. And uh, and I just finished. Well, my wife and I just finished picking our grapefruit tree. Oh, oh, you actually when you so said you when you said you were, you were picking grapefruit in the group, I thought you were looking at a bowl and choosing from one of three or two. I didn't realize you actually had a, <laughs> I didn't realize you had a literal, <laughs> you had a literal grapefruit tube because every now and then you're so fancy with you're such, food. You're such a volley, dude. Yeah, well, I, look, I like grapefruit, <laughs> but uh, I, I have a lemon what, tree what, if you want to compare. Well, I, you I, like... I, I, I would argue Joburg has more trees than Cape Town. Uh, we do. Yeah, but they don't, but people like Adam don't pick them themselves. No. no, why? I got. A, I have a lemon tree though, so fuck you. So yeah, I'm, I'm an agriculturalist, and I've started. I've started watering my grass with a watering can. It's quite a rewarding exercise. Matt, do you do you have any grass to water in Tamboesco? No, 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 not in this complex. Not in this complex. No. Ah, uh, sorry. How's it going otherwise? Otherwise, it's going good. I'm gonna go for a walk now. No, I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Are you going to the promenade? No, um, we're going to go up the mountain. Oh, are, are we allowed to go up the mountain again? Apparently, not very far, but apparently we are allowed to go walk around there now. I've never understood that. Like, the beaches are one thing. Um, and if Ant was here, he'd be rabid about the beaches. Yeah. But I don't understand, <laughs> no. like, surely the one place you would want people to go to get away from each other is the mountain. Like, I, th- I think it's just, a lot of it isn't, uh, the reasoning is just the logistical strain that it puts on. So if something does go wrong that they don't want to put strain on the system for it going wrong yeah so i think, just, yeah. I think can't you're not allowed to do it because something could happen and then it's yeah yeah put so like emergency, strain on emergency services. services and like air backing you or whatever uh, yeah, I, you, I you, don't, you don't want to waste a hospital so, bed on someone who fell off a mountain basically yeah, pretty much. and i think it's the same for the ocean i mean yeah the same rationales used for the ocean so well okay. and it is winter at least, so, you know, it's not like you're missing out on tourism. So, screw apart from the surfers, but uh, being a Vali, I don't really care much about surfers. So, sorry all the surfers out there. I don't really know much about your kind. Uh, apart from the bluff in Durban, I've heard you've got to watch out when you go there. Uh, we're one week away. 
from Nailed it. <laughs> it's like this, what, what is the surfer version for? of like okay boomer? Uh, I don't know. I just know surfers can be dicks. That's all I've been told. So I, I don't really know. I don't grab by the sea. I just know there's like a, a potential oh. of them that are very protective over certain waves or something, which doesn't make sense to me. It's kind of like, you know, it's the ocean. Not protective over certain waves. They take turns, Adam. So they're protective over their turn. No, but the turn. Yeah, no, but oh, I'm talking to about turf You said she said the queue. Yeah, but, I've heard but, but, but don't you like don't you get like surfer gangs yes. that say, oh no, you know, you can't ride our break or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's oh, what I'm talking about. I feel like Ant is like... catching a lot of strays in this episode. He's not here to defend himself. Uh... Right, Ant... No, Ant doesn't surf. Ant paddles. paddles yeah, he paddles. He's alright. I'm sure Ant surfs as well, like, just while he's waiting for his yeah. paddle ski to be serviced or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Ant, Ant, is, Ant, is very, Ant is very water-based, because he also yeah. does, like, life-saving and stuff, so... Yeah, he can't not be in order. Um, we're one week away from Super Rugby. Oh, I keep having this. Aotearoa? I think I screwed it up. What is it? How do you know? That was right, actually. That was better than the, what you said before we started. Oh, <laughs> I was right. you were going to repeat no, that. No, I found the like promo video on Twitter to try and make sure if I could say it correctly. Because I didn't want to cop out and say, Super Rugby New Zealand. Because that's literally why I am Totora. See, I fucked it up there. But uh, right. <laughs> I, I, I did make I did make an honest effort, actually. Let me just see if I can find it. But we're weak. It's like, it's like infinite, Adam, monkey, it's like infinite monkeys with infinite keyboards. Like, at some stage, Adam's going to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, an, an infinite ma- number of monkeys. No, no but do you know? Do you know what? I I asked the Blues on Super Rugby. I asked the Blues on Twitter to give a video of someone pronouncing it correctly, and they just ignored me. So I I think do you know what? If they're going to be uncooperative, we can just hack it. You should have asked not, the Hurricanes because they taught us how to pronounce Hoisin properly. Oh, did they? How do you no. pronounce Hoisin? Hoisin. Goosen. Oh, like Hoyson. Oh, yeah. His name's actually Wed Hoysons. Yeah, Wes Hoysons. Wed Hoysons. Like, the worst is because I like my brain. Like, yeah, it's fucked it up. Like, I couldn't say that. I mean, it's it's actually really easy to say Aotearoa because ah, all you go. need to do, all you need to, all you need to understand is that you, like, each pair of vowels goes together and the consonants are just there to kind of break them up. Yeah. So, you know how it's spelled... You know how it's spelled, you should be able to pronounce it. My only problem is I struggle with rolling my R's. And the R is kind of supposed to be like a little bit like a half roll of your tongue. And I've got a bit of a play. Um, so if I try to do it, it's the same as like Maori. Maori, right? Maori. Maori. Is it Maori? Anyway, well, no, like you, so you gotta, you gotta treat the, you gotta treat the vowels with respect, basically. Like, don't yeah. just rush past them. Maori. Maori. Well, you don't, don't, like, don't dwell on them too long. Well, but, like, uh, just treat them with respect. Like, pronounce, pronounce each one of the vowels, and you're good. Maori. I'm definitely not in my comfort zone. But look, speaking of, um, that competition, <laughs> the schedule has not, <laughs> the schedule has not been fully confirmed. Um, damn it, I don't have the South African Times here, but, uh, I know that they had a provisional, Fixture list, but it has not been fully confirmed, so no, we're kicking can... off next week. Highlanders versus think, Chiefs. Yeah, so yeah. I think yeah, I've got it in front of me, I think. It's oh, cool. um, five, 5 past 7 a.m. on Saturday, Yeah. and then 5 past 5 a.m. on Sunday. Didn't yeah. one get rolled over by half an hour? Or... Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just looking at the Super Rugby, 
on the Super Rugby website, so it might not be updated. Uh, yeah, I but, thought they'd been pushed back to like 9.30. Well, let me try to find it. Anyway, the, the schedule itself is out. Stupid. Pop-up. There's Highlanders, Chiefs, Blues, Hurricanes, and then Chiefs, Blues, Hurricanes, Crusaders. I won't go through the whole list, but it's all confirmed. And we are starting in Dunedin. Uh, on, on Saturday, uh, Highlanders versus the Chiefs of Forsyth Bar Stadium. Uh, this episode, as such, um, this is, it's a pure coincidence that Um Rapey sent us a tweet asking about a preview. We were going to do this anyway, Um, but great minds think alike. Um, <laughs> oh, totally, totally. Uh, we appreciate your support. Um to, but, but Um wanted the preview kind of to say, if you're a South African, what what team yeah. should you support base? So if you're a Lions fan, you should now support the... Yeah, let's, let's, we can we can do that. Yeah, we know we can do it. We've got five previews, five comparisons to do. Um I didn't see the group, I don't know if it's seven XV, but we might run out of time for that. But just a quick bit of news. Um the orange card, that's coming, right? I saw something like that, that was announced like five, six days ago. Where if a player is well, in the field, they're off for twenty minutes, then that player can be replaced. No, well, that, that's that's the new red card. So that's oh. not an orange card. That's oh, yeah. I, I was just doing that. Yeah, the group so, so that's like how the card. red card. So there are two changes to the uh, the new well the new format. Where so the red card is for 20 minutes now, and then the player can. So the same player can't come back on after 20 minutes. So it's not like a yellow in that way, hmm. but um, a different player. Yeah, and then. Um, then and there's a golden point. So every game will have a result. There can't be a draw, basically. So they're going to play last last try wins. Well, but they can no, they yeah, can be a draw if they well, get to the end of that golden oh, point. So how long is golden point? Out of curiosity, I forgot. Seven days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> golden point. Super rugby. I think, that, I think it's ten minutes. Ten minutes. But is that when someone scores um, first point? In the heart. Yeah, so yeah. you can score try, you can score drop goal, you can score penalty. Oh, that's pretty cool. Every, literally, yeah. they're going to go at the end of the game after 80 minutes, they're just going to go, okay, guys, last point wins, and let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so the golden point, um, first team to score anything in the event of a draw in an additional 10 minute period wins the game. But my understanding is that at the end of the 10 minutes, then if it's still a draw, you take the draw. Yeah. Okay. So, um, that's kind of like, uh, extra time in, um, American football works the same way. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so they, in the NFL, they also have like a golden point period just for like a regular game, which I always thought was weird. Like, I always thought extra time was reserved for like finals, but they obviously see it the same way, which is like you should try and avoid a draw at all costs. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like, it's it's okay. I mean, I don't mind a draw, so yeah, I don't think it's such a big deal. But yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I don't know. I just think oh, it's also, it might, it might throw, it like, a they could do this. The golden point. Sorry? If there's a draw after Golden Point, I think it would be, have been a pretty intense game anyway. So you can be like, yeah, yeah that's... Yeah. Or maybe like just like a very error-ridden, like a sort of typical SA or Aussie derby kind of thing. Like you could get those games and you just want it, you just want them to end. <laughs> and, then you, like, and then you get told there's another 10 minutes. I feel like they should, they should actually let the fans vote. Like, do you want an extra 10 minutes of this game? Otherwise, we'll just settle for the draw now. <laughs> they should actually like do it. I feel like... Yeah, uh, dude, that, that, like that's what our stadiums need. They need those things like you have in uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> yeah, like and everyone's like four options they, and everyone's like, just quick poll. 
Yeah, like if there's a if there's like a, a high tackle, so like reach under your under your seat and pull out the the buzzer. Like press A if you think it was a high tackle. Press B if you think you should be allowed to play on. TMO TMO by um by public Yeah, but it's a bit unfair because the home the home team will always have a bit of a swing then. What we should also do is. Like one game a season, the captain should relinquish his choices. Like, do we kick for post? Do we kick for touch yeah. to the stadium? Yeah, ask the ask the ask the audience. Ask the audience. <laughs> it's like every time it's like just one game a season, just to, just to prove to the audience how fucking stupid they are. Just like, okay, guys, are we taking the points? Or are we kicking for touch? Vote. Well, if we'd had that last year, there's no way the Stormers would have drawn with the Crusaders. I'll tell you that much. True. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's that's happening. Um, just some other news that's coming out. Apparently, the deal that Western Province signed with Investec isn't isn't apparently a done deal. Uh, on Rugby Rocks, which I think they took from reports, they just mentioned that the Investec, who are the people who may be paying Western Province 110 million rand for for the stadium, which apparently is valued at 350, but that was the deal that Western Province could get. Um, Western Province President Zalt Marie he's insisted that investor guarantee the union annual revenue from the 99 year lease and accompanying redevelopment um, and apparently they've already paid out 50 million and with the remainder because I know Western Province says they still owe Remgro their previous partners 38 million rand and they asked her to be the anchor tenant at Cape Town Stadium from one uh, I'm going to be back in a second so go ahead and so uh, pro- probably best because Alex might rage. Uh, but Western Province, they are entitled to a 5% share, any potential profit from the development. So, uh, classic shenanigans, and this is just, I think, a hint of why the union is in such a shit show at this stage. Um, and then in Australia, a whole bunch of players are heading overseas. I don't have the full list, but Isaac Lucas and... Oh, Isaac Lucas. Oh, it is Isaac Lucas. Isaac Rotter and Harry Hawkins. They're just the beginning. Many, many players. Jack, have Jack Maddox and Tom Robertson as well. Yeah, they all they have well, they're the to be going to the US. Yeah, yeah they're going to go be playing teams. MLR. Yeah, that's awesome. I dig that. Yeah, yeah. it's a good move. But where was that story you sent through? Um, like, there's a lot of players leaving here. Lots. Um, I can't seem to find it though. But like Billy Meeks. Yeah, yeah, I've got the story, the Sunday one. Yeah, yeah thanks. Please. Uh, I, can't, I can't help feeling. I can't help feeling like if they just kicked South Africa out, then this wouldn't be happening. I think that's inevitability. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I kind yeah, of blame yeah, this on traveling. You guys blame this on traveling. There you go, Adam. I blame it on traveling. I, blame, I also blame it on like 3 a.m. or 5 a.m. South African tarbies. Yeah, just generally, so it's a, the, the qualities of, of South African rugby is why Jack Maddox is fucking off to LA. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah. yeah, also Joe Powell, he's, he's looking at, at rugby in the States. Uh, then you also get the likes of Luke Jones, Jermaine Ainsley, Harry Potter, or who barely played anyway. Matt Phillip, that's a loss. He's in the power. Did, did Harry Potter even play? Like, uh, don't really. Like, he's he's Harry, played, like, he, he was on the bench. He was on the bench. Well, he's going, on the he list, he's going to Leicester. Uh, then Angus Cottrell and many others are leaving. Um, I know Dave Rennie, his salary was ring fenced, but he's since announced that he's willing to take a 30% cut for the next few months. As well, so the dumpster, the, the the dumpster fire in the Rugby Australia headquarters continues to burn. Um, obviously, we do take a lot of the piss out of out of the Wallabies in Australian rugby, but it's no good if the game goes further down the mire. So let's just hope that they can sort themselves out in in the medium to long term. To be yeah, 
to be fair, we don't really take the piss out of the Wallabies. No, no, I like the Wallabies. No, the Wallabies are a team. We all rate the Wallabies pretty high, but that's kind of the thing, is that, like, that's always been Oz's thing. They can put together a great Wallabies team, but then as soon as it gets to, like, Super Rugby, not always, but, like, as soon as you need a second side. Yeah. 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 Do we need a second side? It's the same position that we were in, we were in before Rusty came along. To be fair, yeah. that's true. Yeah. But all the media voices in Australia, they like say since the World Cup, when was it, 2003, etc. Uh, they've kind of squandered their good name. Uh, this is in part linked, mainly linked to the expansion of Super Rugby, which we all now we knew it was a shit idea at the time. But really, the tomfoolery, not even the right word. That's actually too light. The the stupidity hmm. of the idea has been has been revealed for what it was. Also, the Jaguars. I know you guys probably mentioned it already. They're folding. A lot of their players are being encouraged to go overseas. There's more and more whispers that South Africa will end up in the Pro 14 at some point. So I saw something from Brian Abana, and I don't know why the media always quote a retired player like they know what's actually happening in the business of rugby. So no, we shouldn't let Sanzar collapse. It's just this is this has been. I don't know if Brian has a business degree or not. Maybe he does. I don't know. But uh, this has been coming for a long time. That South Africa would align with the Northern Hemisphere. It just makes too much sense. Same as Argentina sure. with the MR eventually, uh, New Zealand with, with uh, the rest of the Pacific, excluding Australia, <laughs> reading what, what's going on. So, um, yeah, it's just been happening. Anyway, is, is there any further news? Brian, should... Brian Habana catching strays from Adam Nazar. <sighs> yeah, guys, yeah. I'm awake. No one's well, safe this morning. I slept through the 6 Fuck, he's a, Brian Habana is a national treasure. Like, don't don't go ripping on him, Adam. That's fine, but I just, a guy saying it's just a line of sands, it's like, Oaks, the world's pretty fucked at the moment, so we need to think out the box. Yeah, but let's be honest. Let's be honest. The UK is not the best place to be aligning yourselves with, Adam. (sighs) Oh, no, but but, but, I I think there there is potential for a more more global league now, which is, you know, it's a a positive thing. Like, maybe maybe what comes out of this, I do think Australia. It's a pity because as the formats currently stand, South Africa needs Australia to be strong. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, we, we, play, we play them internationally a lot, and we play them obviously currently at Super Rugby. I don't know how you know once the dust settles if that's going to be the case. But it, it's not it's not good for rugby having like rugby isn't a you know it's not like football where they're you know kind of forty teams that are actually kind of solid and full of world class players. Like mm-hmm. rugby, you know, realistically, there are probably only six or seven teams that could win a World Cup. Yeah. Well, realistically, there are three teams that would win a World Cup. First of all, I just feel like if Adam feels that strongly about it, he should tweet Brian in person. No, I'm not. It's just, it's, pro- it's probably um, raging at the media in general. I've got lots of bones to pick with the media over the last I'm few just, weeks. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. No, just, um, hold me back. But, but, hold me back. But on, ben, on, on Ben's point, <laughs> on Ben's point, I, you, know what it, you know what it kind of feels like? Because I do think, Ben, I think you're right. I think that there's like a step towards a global season. But what I kind of feel like, and maybe it's like the territorialist or the tribalist in me speaking, it kind of feels like the North is one. Yeah. And we yeah. are like caving to their... But like it was a question of like who was going to kind of fail first and then be forced to conform to the other. And it feels yeah. like we've we've lost um, a little bit. Like South African Dude, rugby you know- is strong on the field but probably one of the weakest in the world off it. Yeah, when it um, comes to actual... It, we're, we're right down there with Australia in terms of off-the-field issues. Maybe worse in some ways, better in others. Um, but I... You know, I, and then, you know, 
combined with Australia, who are just as bad as us off the field and at the moment quite a bit worse on the field. Well, maybe not maybe a lot, a lot worse, but just worse enough off the field, on the field, I mean. Um, and you know, this player exodus from South Africa, which we've been seeing for a while, but we had the numbers to sustain, now matched by the player exodus from Australia, which they don't have the numbers to sustain. Now matched by the player exodus from Argentina, which was always kind of teetering between like France with guys like Fecunda Issa and... Um, and like Sanchez going before their prime and, and then Super Rugby with Japan pulling out of well, Sunwolves pulling out of Super Rugby and showing no interest really in bolstering the rugby championship. And New Zealand kind of left alone on an island in the south where, you know, they, they've had this comparative advantage in terms of, you know, just pure talent. And up until very recently could kind of dictate terms. Like everyone just wanted to play against New Zealand. And would probably bend over backwards for the opportunity to do so. And if if we, I just feel like we and Australia have kind of let them down, in that if we could have just maintained the line, and been as solid as they are, I feel like over the next you know four to five years we could have forced or like coerced Japan into joining us, which would have made us financially a lot more viable than we are, and we could yeah. have you know we could have probably supported like much more rugby in the Americas through Argentina and MLR growing. And it would have gotten to a point where we, as the Rugby South, would have dictated what the global um, you know, global tournament looked like around our terms. And I think we would have eventually kind of won out against you know, France and the UK, um, or at least maintained our sort of separation. But now we are thinking, uh, it's now just a matter of time, it feels like, before... Before people get what they want, which is what they've been asking for all along, which is what I, I kind of hate and don't want us to do. But we start playing rugby along um, along longitudes instead of latitudes. And we no longer have a southern hemisphere of rugby. We now just have a sort of Greenwich Meridian band that South Africa is forced to join. And we have a East Pacific band with Japan and New Zealand and Australia and the islands. And we have an America's band of north and south. And um, it's just yeah, it's like a, it's a, it feels a bit like a capitulation. Um, but unfortunately, it just it is where we are, so we have we have to take that route to survive. I think. Yeah, just economics. The economics don't help, and look, the rugby championship will still continue. Um, is that this workable? I'm excited to see if they can get that uh, base tournament Australia off the ground. But we will see. Do you know? Do, do you know what it kind of reminds me of? And I think Adam will enjoy this analogy, so don't cut me off, Adam. Um, you, you know how you know how the Vikings were like the most dominant warrior people on earth, basically. Yeah. And they would just you know go wherever they wanted, and they would just fuck up whoever they wanted. Yeah. But then, basically, the way the the Vikings got contained is they didn't get defeated; they just got converted to Christianity, effectively. Uh, it got subsumed into so, local culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Bas- basically that, that's what happened. Like, you know, we, we, New Zealand, Australia, we were like these proud warrior nations. We could play really good rugby, but then the UK effectively just out-administered us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the army of uh, tax accountants, <laughs> ac- actuaries, and bookkeepers uh, were unstoppable at the gates. So... Uh, I don't know. Okay, I kind of ruined your analogy. I apologize. You're kind of right, though. So I was going to use the term of like the Borg from Star Trek, 
where they just like subsume everything. In a way, that's kind of the way, but yeah, it's a, the forces of economics. Uh, I don't have a segue from economics, but let's get into the team previews for uh, New Zealand Super Rugby, also known as Super Rugby What, Alex? Aotearoa. Thank you, thank you. Um, we all said the Crusaders are going to be the boringest, boringest team to preview, so uh, I'm, ha- I'm happy to do that first. Um, I mean, the, the major thing is, the major question mark having over the team is, will David Havili be fit? That's because we weren't too quite sure. I know he went off, like, just before Super Rugby stopped. He had that weird leg infection. He had to have a, an off and all that stuff. Stomach infection, not leg. Oh, was it le- oh sorry, it was stomach. Apologies. It was like in his had, torso, had, not in his a, leg. He had an alien object within him. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So basically, <laughs> did he get a That's all we know. Did they leave something inside him? <laughs> That's honestly all we know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, it was a weird story. Like, it was. did he swallow something? Did something yeah, through like that? Means, like, that's the thing. Like, it, it is something ridiculous because they have not clarified at all on purpose. No. Yeah, it, maybe it was a, a sex game gone wrong. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. No, we'll we'll weird. Not, we're not sure. No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not, sure. not going to king shame David Havili. Like, I don't think we should king shame him. Like, that's not fair. Uh-uh. Okay, no, no, I, I, I'm not. I'm not prepared to take a stance for that until we know what the kink is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think he's very honest. Yeah. Okay, no, it's all finished. As long as no, let's not actually. No, 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 let's not go down that road. But that doesn't even question who plays the fullback for the Crusaders. The most likely candidate will probably be George Bridge. Uh, I'll start from the back line, and you've got Severus at 14. Um, if Bridge isn't at 11, oh, I mean, the Crusaders are a team with so much talent. You've got Will Jordan. He can play 15 or 11. There's Lester, uh, Fanaganaku, um, Brayden Eno at 13. Good well, there's, there's also Manasa Mataeli oh, back. Yeah, and he, he, he was looking pretty yeah. good from the bench against Sunwolves in that, that, in that last game of Super Rugby. They're Richie Omanga, bring Hall. They lose trio composition will also be quite interesting because where to Douglas is back. Uh, Cullen Graves, he's been mm. excellent since starting out. Same as Tom Christie, tackling machine. It seems like the likely person to miss out will be Sione Havili with Tom Sanders also in the background. So the balance of that is true. will be interesting to watch. Uh, Sam Whitelock's back. That's the big one. He'll be playing at, I can't remember if he was a five. Forgive me. I think he's a four. And Scott Barrett. And then even a three, you've got Oli Yeager, uh, Cody Taylor, two. And then you've got Michael Alatoa and also George Boa. So that starting 15 is just stack. And they still have, I mean, Dallas McLeod, he looked, he looked pretty tidy when he did get some game time. Um, and I'm seeing who else is on their bench here. Okay, well, Hugh Roach doesn't really count. He got sent off. I don't know if he'll be around. Hugh Roach is the cheapest player in our yeah. fantasy league. He's, yeah. he's absolutely you, bargain. I'm surprised no one went through him. Yeah. Yeah. I was this close to just <laughs> taking him for like the 300k that he'd get, and he he's only is going to go up. Yeah, he is only going to go up. Yeah. He might not go up if he just doesn't play because they do have four. He's the fourth yeah. choice hooker. So if you, yeah, true. if you, and then I'll do the Highlanders. That's my next team. But look, um, Overall, I'd probably say the Crusaders are likely to, to win the whole thing. Their pack is really strong, and they've got solid depth as well. Also, who's just come to Quinton Strange? He's back from injury. As well, that's also the fascinating thing about this. All the players injured, mostly back. Um, so it'll be very interesting yeah. to watch. Uh, so I'd say that probably should be the favourites, because, I mean, that team speaks for itself. I'm just excited to see Enor get a proper proper mm-hmm. run of games. I want to try to find a way to crowbar him into my fantasy team, but it just, just didn't make sense. To do it now, um, so yeah. no, it's just too risky. So just, you got to wait till he's named in a team. Yeah, before so, we before yeah. we go further, because we, we we dropped the fantasy bomb a few times, but oh, no one, course. I don't think 
anyone listening really knows. So um, just very, very quickly before we continue with the teams. Are you done with the Saders, Adam? Yeah, no, done. I'll go into the Highlanders. Can can Adam just satisfy Um Rugby and say, if you support X team in uh, South Africa, you should support I think that's about, we should rather do, if you support, if you like rugby that is done like this, you should support this team. Not if you, this team, then you... You should support the Crusaders. Um, I, think, I think it's pretty simple. Like, if you like winning, then support the Crusaders. Like, if you yeah. don't like having mixed emotions, if you just like being able to br- like brag on your friends and be like, my team's better than your team. Like, if you don't like having to work for your jersey, basically, um, and you like being able to go in on Monday wearing your team's jersey and confident in the fact that you could just like cheat other oaks in the office, then support the Crusaders. That sounds like a prototypical like, Sharks fan. So I'd probably no, say... No, it's, it's not... No, no, really no, it's, like, it's not like that. No, it's, it's like it's like if you like a you know like a Barcelona fan in the 2000s, like when Messi was at the peak of his powers, or like a like a New England Patriots fan. Or, or like, or I'm really. just gonna say a very narrow, <laughs> very no, narrow band of Lions fan. Yeah, no, very, very, very narrow. The, the kind of the kind of Lions fan that started supporting in halfway through 2016 and stopped yes. in 2018, then yeah. Sailors are the team for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, you just like winning. But I, then it's look, if, I understood Worm's tweet to me also, even though this is a complete coincidence, which if you wanted to compare them to a team, so obviously you're looking at square pegs around holes, I'd probably say they, if you're a Sharks fan, maybe back the Sailors, just because uh, they have they got the no, confidence, they got pace, they got power. No, but the, no, I think the closest thing to because they've just had complete dominance. I would say it's probably the 2007 to 2010 Bulls. I was going to mention that. If, okay. if, right, if as that. a Bulls fan you that. were happiest during that time, then that's the team for you. All right, excellent. Yeah. Um, Alex, you were just saying about our fantasy league. So, we so I mean, I don't, I don't want to step on Ben's toes. Um, no, but fine. He's he's go ahead. Like, it's probably yes. a, a third party explains it. I might get too technical. <laughs> I'm all about the math. Exactly. No, so so I'll, I'll I'll keep it pretty simple. So so Ben Ben and Ant have constructed a fantasy game for us to play in house. There's about twelve of us playing, and basically like we took every single player that had played Super Rugby so far in 2020 and added in the new guys, and then we generated a price for them. So normally we just do draft. This time we're doing a salary based game, and their price is literally just based off of their average. Uh, between 2019 and 2020. There's a formula to it, but basically it's the average. And then what yeah. happens is you get a budget of $6 million. So just to give you oh, an it's idea... The, it's, the, it's the average times 10000 their price. Yeah, yeah. So, so but then it's also well, multiplied by a reducer if they hadn't played for like the last two games. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to keep it simple for the listeners. But uh, <laughs> like for example, <laughs> for example, George Bridge. George Bridge was the most expensive player. He cost 530 grand. This is Zim, Zim Dollars, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, like, for example, uh, R.D. Sevilla, 468,000 uh, Zim Dollars. Um, Roach, 40. Hugh Roach, 40. <laughs> Hugh Roach was the cheapest player. There's th- there's two players who cost 40,000 Zim Dollars. They're both from the Crusaders. Does anyone know who the other one is? Uh, no. It's Brett Cameron, I think. Brett Cameron. Brett Cameron and Hugh yeah. Roach are the two cheapest players. It's so anyway, they have a better score because he only plays against the Sunwolves. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. That's that's why he shouldn't have a better score because he doesn't play. <laughs> but yeah. they really played the Sunwolves. But then everyone got six million. You had to put together your best team, and then the, the interesting part is that for every, essentially for every manager that buys a player, their price goes up. So it's demand driven as well as performance driven. 
Um, the most owned player, the only person who's owned by every single team at the moment is Nihim Onoskada. Because he was ridiculously cheap because he came out of nowhere. So he was yeah. he started off at 90,000 and he's now 180,000. So he's basically doubled. Yeah, because everyone, yeah, that, so it's both that it, you basically double their value if everyone owns. Yeah, if everyone owns, you effectively double their value. And then the only other person with no notable movement was basically Damien McKenzie, who brought on 410,000 Zim dollars and is now worth seven. Also, almost doubled. Yeah, he did pretty well. But anyway, so that's where we talk about fantasy. The only, who, uh, the only player who I thought was actually going to be owned by every team was Luke Jacobson. Because he was he was a steal. He was like 210,000 or something. I honestly so thought I, everyone would buy. I thought everyone was going to buy Sam Whitelock for the same reason. No, but he wasn't yeah. that... Under- but he's not that no, good, Sam Whitelock. Very... I hate to break this. Oh, that's the thing. That's why, like, I'm so bummed because I was like, oh fuck, Sam. What? Like, I was like, yeah, I got Mitchell Dunshire. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll sit with him on the bench. And then I remembered Sam Whitelock's coming back. And I'm like, well, fuck. I thought Sam Whitelock was like, like, super, um, super cheap. He was. He started off at like two hundred thousand or something for a lot. Yeah, look, he's cheap, but. I thought Dunshear, I was like, yeah, Dunshear's a lock for a lock at Crusader, then I yeah. forgot about it. Then I yeah. remembered Sam Whitelock. Well, the locks in general, I found there's a bit of a wasteland. Either you were in the Sahara, or you having a good time. In you you had the I'm one looking, oasis. Yeah, well, I'm looking at everyone's Scott teams. Barrett and Tui, I think every, lot, I think like eight or nine guys have Tui Pilotu. Yeah, so Tui Pilotu yeah, and Tyler Ardron. Um, yeah, Audron. We're just like no-brainers. And then most people, Which is a lot of people got funny though, because Audron had a shit season and I don't think... Is he also still in New Zealand? I'm, 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 I'm sure he's in New Zealand. He's in, New, in New Zealand. I just That's got it. Yeah. Like, I, I, was, I was very hesitant on Audron because I was like, is he even in New Zealand That's right the now? thing. I didn't, I didn't pick him up. Anyway, we're getting, we're getting a bit too lost and we're running out yeah, sorry, of time. Sorry, I, I took us on a huge... No, I could, spend, I could spend a long time talking about this. So I'll definitely get it into the group. We just got guests coming in. Sorry, but... We're going to... If anyone from, so. uh, from Super Sports listening, we're willing to package and sell it to you for 3 million uh, rand a year. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. I think that seems that's about the amount of IP we poured into this, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. and the thing is, we, we can even throw in our draft game free, free of charge because this is just the salary game. Yeah. So Yo, well, can, no, no, but the, 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 salary, the salary game is the is the is the is the hook we got to use there to set up a proper draft system for us. Yeah. 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 I feel okay. like everyone we, loves we, the salary. We, game. we can agree no one gives a fuck about the salary game. But you know, <laughs> yeah. we need to we need to mainstream we need to we need to mainstream our product. I think it's fun in though. order to get to get our to get our niche product in. Football yeah. fans, lo- uh, uh, soccer fans love the salary game. Yeah, but they also they actually just started introducing draft as well for FPL. It's a concept not so many people are used to. I'm hoping next year I can get involved with a few guys, and then they deal with it. And, and since the player base is so much wider. It's very, it's very interesting. Anyway, we're getting, getting a bit lost, lost in this. <laughs> Let me quickly move on to, to the Highlanders. Um, okay, I'm not going to shock anybody by saying they're likely going to finish last. Um, before I go into the team, probably the guys I compare them to at the moment is the Lions, from, from like the current version, where the Lions have just lost a shit ton of key players, um, and they're busy rebuilding from scratch. And okay, in a weird way, they're the union, they are probably the union with the smallest catchment area, or one of them anyway, anybody out there, please correct me. Uh, so the depth of their bench isn't the greatest. Um, so, look, Shannon Frizzell hasn't played a lot this season, even though he's kind of been fit. 
they're going to be relying heavily on Aaron Smith at nine. Uh, let's just hope that Aaron Major stops trying Mitch Hunt at ten and puts in Josh Ione at, at ten instead because that I feel oh, like I think I think I, I read I think I read something that he said no Josh and Mitch will now compete for the ten jersey. Like, oh. there's not going to be any of this bullshit, Josh Ione. So it, took, it took a global pandemic for Aaron Major to realize that was a mistake from the beginning. Sorry, I'm spitting yeah. literal right now, but it just it was so obvious from the get-go after one or two games that it wasn't working. Like, he was crowbarring his best hey, back player. Hey, going to pay off. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, and look, Rob Thompson's loss of form or lack thereof at the start wasn't great. Um, but look, they've got some exciting youngsters. Josh McKay, apparently he's highly rated. As I said, Nehemiah Muscada... He's in there. I hope he doesn't start because I'll be upset because <laughs> I didn't pick him up in the league. Because <laughs> I think he's made of glass. But look, James Lynch, he's the all losing him um, in the pack of forgery due to that horrible leg injury that they suffered. Liam Coltman, he should be back. He, he was a big buy in our fantasy league. He needs to do big. Jonah Nareki, um, he, ha- he was one of the few players that had a decent start to the season. Jesse Peretti's offered a lot of value, at least within the loose. Uh, but yeah, just with guys like Ngani, uh, Punivai, they need to step up. Um, Pat Tompkinson, uh, there's also um, Tima Fanagaku. He also didn't get a lot of action, though he was spoken a bit about at the start of the season. And even at lock, Josh Dixon started well, but after a couple of rough games, I don't know, they benched him, and they, they, they're just trying to find some consistency. And um, who's the guy? It was, it's uh, Manakai Selby Ricketts, who has a criminal record. He showed a bit of promise in the one or two outings he had. And also at number eight, Mar- uh, Marino um, McAleer, too. He wasn't too bad either. <laughs> I think I'll screw that up. Forgive me. No, like, he's doing a terrible a, job, by the way. You've got like four he, names wrong. He's actually... <laughs> you, know, you know who he... He, yeah. he reminds okay, me a bit of uh, Peter Gas Soyakulu, who mm. I, I find he's a bit underutilized at the Chiefs, but... He yeah, is. I think he is. It's just, so he, uh, Phil was the only one who got him in fantasy, and I think that's because most people were like who, Peter Gus. trying to. Yeah, Peter Gus. Yeah. Even though he's, he's yeah, been pretty regular he, for them, but like with Luke Jacobson coming yeah, back. Yeah, but he was overpriced. I felt sorry. I, well, the, yeah, I, was, I was thought he was overpriced. Can, can you? Can you? Yeah, um, for someone who played like one game yeah, on one game. If you compared, if you compared his value to like Wetu Douglas, who yeah. I would say they're probably comparable fantasy players. I think Wetu Douglas was about 100k cheaper. Yeah, yeah, he was two ninety. So how do you pronounce yeah. the number yeah. eight correctly for the Highlanders? Um, Tu. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, overall, Mikaela. it's going to be it's, it's going to be Lister and Timo Timo Fainga Nuku. Oh, Fainga Jesus. Sorry, I got my baby's squeaky on me. I'm going to use her as an excuse. Sorry, Ren. Um, but yeah, overall, it's going to be it's going to be a really hard competition. For the Highlanders. Oh, and also, while, while I'm on the subject, if, if the player's name starts with N and G, yeah. you don't say Nga. It's like mm-hmm. Na, like Nani. Oh, uh, okay. It's not Nga. Oh, so Sanji. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, um, uh, so there's another one. It's uh, Wetu Douglas is Fetu Douglas. WH yeah. is like an F. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be quite a hard competition for the Highlanders, I think. Though, look, if Josh Uani uh, is uh, a 10, I think it will help us provide some shape. Because I said they went back to the future with, with Mitch Hunt there. And, and Mitch Hunt, I'd argue, is probably maybe more of a better bench option, in a sense. Uh, you can have him at 15 for kicking him at oh, 10. Mitch Hunt should fuck off, if you ask me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's it for the Highlanders. And I said I compare them to the Lions right now. They lost a lot of key players. There were rumors Ben Smith might come back. Um, they're really starting from scratch. They've got some talented youngsters, but it's going to be a tough competition for the Highlanders. So who's doing the Chiefs since you brought someone brought it up? I think Matt's doing the Chiefs. Chiefs. Matt, can you do the Chiefs? 
Okay, I can do the Chiefs. So quickly <laughs> before, uh, have we established who should support the Hunters? I was going to say Lions. I would fans. say if you. No, no, no just, but just I would fans. say no if you. I would say if you sort of like a Sun Wolvesy sort of Kings slash yeah 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 old Lions slash new Lions fan. Pure underdog. Because it's a bit because our expectations are very low. Basement low, yeah. 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 But but they they do have you know they got players they. They, you know, they they full of New Zealanders, so they they good rugby players, and like there there is a chance that, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they knock over some of the big boys, but I I don't doubt even if they hit a good run of form, I don't think they can win the competition. Yeah, but if you if you kind of like just you know having your team, and just guys who are like you know are gonna basically do their best every week kind of thing, like I feel like they they've got a bit of grit to them. Like I like that. I like yeah. Um. Although it tracks when you say the, who should support the Highlanders, the Lions fans. I was like, oh, so you're just dragging Phil deeper and deeper in this one. Yeah, <laughs> Phil's a double. Yeah, um, I, I forgot to mention Louis Schroeder. Also, also if, you, if, you, if you like to do yes. something different, the Highlanders might be a yeah, good. You know, true. people who are kind of deliberately contrarian. like. Yeah, it's, it's oh, a bit of a hipster pick. Oh, you support the Sharks. Oh, I support the Bullan Cavaliers. Like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If you're that guy, you should probably jump on the Highlanders bandwagon. I, I actually like, just wanted to ask, who, whose idea was it to call the Cavaliers? Like, what the fudge do the Cavaliers have to do with Burland? If you've been to Burland, it's a beautiful area, but I don't imagine horses running around and knights and shit. Uh, it's, it's probably a focus group, Adam. Uh, you know, they probably paid them it's like the same, So it's probably the same cats that name. named the Crusaders. Oh, wow. Yeah, just racist. Or you mean they? Or you mean they're crusading for good with their? Uh, no, they're cavaliering. They're cavaliering for good. No. They've got cavalier attitude. They're just positive <laughs> and cavalier. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so uh, to to the Chiefs, Matt, please. Okay. So I know we just dragged the Highlanders for being a bad team, but I, out of curiosity, I checked the Chiefs' sort of stats against um, the other New Zealand teams Jeez, in Nats. Super What did we turn you into? Where's this happy-go-lucky... Uh, it's it's all this free time on his hands. Matt's just become the analysis. And, <laughs> the analysis. And, 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 and I just want to say, they're the, last, they're the last team to actually... Last New Zealand team to get into a, a semi-final. I think they've got into the final twice. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not the most storied. And they've got a, 40%, a roughly 40% win rate mm-hmm. against... All the New Zealand teams except the Highlanders, which I think they're like on 53 or something. So, I mean, they lose more than they win against their local derbies. So, but that being said, I don't know. I always like the Chiefs because the Chiefs always try and play like entertaining rugby. Like you never know what Chiefs team's going to come out, but you do know they are going to try and run it and just do some ridiculous slick shit. Yeah, and, and I think also also you got to factor in Gatlin here, like he knows what he's doing. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm, so yeah, they've been watching the Chiefs play rugby. Yeah. So that's I think yeah, for the natural hard sell, if you want to see the Chiefs, you know you're not watching them because and supporting them because you want to win because that's going to be less likely than it is more likely. But you are going to enjoy watching them play. And where they're going to finish? I would. Where they're going to finish? I think they're going to be okay. middle of the table where they are now. Middle of the table, smack bang, okay. number three. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, I, I would, I would say if you're, if you want, if you're a cheaters fan, 
I would say but, the Chiefs are the best team. Yeah, through that, yeah. that. I think also outside backs. Oof. And I'll say yeah, that. Look. So, uh, okay, guys. So this is fun. I googled Chiefs rugby news and I discovered Hidalgo Klein is playing for the Chiefs soon, but it's the Exeter Chiefs. Oh. And that, that you did fill us in on the AJ Fenton drama. What's happening? I don't know. I didn't follow it up. I was too, I was too caught up with Scottish international Sam Hidalgo Klein going to the Chiefs. And I was like, this is big news. And then I was like, oh, Exeter like he's, Chiefs. He's Matt's new to doing research. Like you can't expect yeah. to be right in the first or second time. <laughs> that, that next, next week I'll be able to like nail it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll thought about tweeting, I like sending Ben a DM, like, have you added Sam Hidalgo Klein to the salary cap? I want to sneak him in on like as a cheap wing. Okay, next you, next you week you're just going to hear Matt, have, like, just like turning pages, being like, okay, guys, if you, uh, you, you can turn to page, to page 13 of the World Rugby Manifesto, uh, <laughs> paragraph 3, uh, you'll see that there is a specific restriction against <laughs> using a ball that isn't uh, angled at a certain degree. Oh, by the way, one thing we didn't mention with the rules changes is they are going to focus on actually enforcing breakdown rules. And you have to roll away. <laughs> and you have to I roll said, away. They say that every year. You know what? I'll, I'll, believe, I'll believe it when I believe yeah. it when I see it. Yeah, exactly. When, when something happens after the first use it. Yeah. 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 And then it's where it's like, oh, use it, use it. And then the guy waits for two, three more, three more seconds. Oh, stand there. Uh, I'll just quick one. Okay. Also, it's so any, like, let me break. And Asatera is also back. So it'll be interesting to see if he takes more yeah. trauma news game time. Just, just wanted to bring that up. Love that yeah. guy. He's my boy. Well, yeah, I'm going to go now, quick. You, you so love Sean Wanui? 13, 13 reasons Wanui? Yeah. Oh, Adam loves Wanui. Like, he really does. First chance he gets, he drafts him. Um, yeah, forwards, they've got a decent-looking pack. They've got names like Aiden Ross, Angus Tava, mm-hmm. Atimali, Hookers, Nathan, Nathan Harris is still injured, I think. Yeah. He had shoulder surgery. That's going out for six months, so I don't think he's back. But they've got Nepulalawa. I think I missed a la. He, he was three. a la, la, la was a good. He was a good oh, pickup in the in the draft actually. Because yeah. yeah, he was yeah, yeah. dirty. Yeah, I like, think he was like, like 110 or something. Yeah, he was. I, yeah, I splashed on Samisoni Takayawa myself. Well, he'll start. Okay, he, he should start. So he's got a hell of an engine. Yeah. So. And then the rest of the packs also they've got solids like Lachlan Boshier, Luke Jacobson. We spoke yeah. about. Yeah. Tyler Ardron, if he's firing, so cool. Canadian international Tyler Ardron. Yeah. Uh, All Blacks captain Sam Kane. Mitchell oh, Karpik. Karpik Monkey's namesake. They've got a powerful pack. Mm. Like, I think Allardyce is probably their weak link in their pack. And then I was going to say uh, could... Mitch Brown. They, they, well, Allardyce is alright, but their locks are very workmanlike. Well, I think but if Ardron is in the country, that he's going to at least take one of the lock spots because. They, they're too stacked at loose forward for him yeah, to shift back true. to loose. Yeah, I think he's stuck now playing lock. Not even though I think on their website, yeah, on their site, he's Ardron's labeled as a loose forward. Yeah, so, but in in fantasy, he's labeled as a lock, and that's what counts. Yeah. So inside backs, they've got the old head of Aaron Cruden and most probably bad Brad Weber as their starting nine. nine. Damien McKenzie is labelled as a first five eighth out of curiosity on their website, in their yeah, squad list. Nah, that's probably just because it's from before they had Cruden. Yeah. No, Cruden's there as well. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, but they probably just haven't changed it. Yeah, McKenzie, yeah. Does, McKenzie uh, takes Cruden's spot got, to break out. Yeah. 
And we've got EOB, EOB legend, Ben Ready, Tion Falcon. I feel like he's worth naming uh, Ted Tawara Tawarangi. That was terrible. Good effort. And, yeah. Yeah. and Caleb, I think I need to mention Caleb Trask just because the name looks funny. Mm. It just looks like something a random name generator created. Caleb Trask. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or brand rugby game. Yeah. Centers. Centers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anton Leonard Brown. Yeah. Tamua yeah, Manu probably going to be their pairing. They've got Oberon Ledger and Nankavel. Did who picked up Nankavel? Someone did pick him up. I I'm a big fan of Nankavel, but I feel like Gatlin prefers Manu. Maybe he's just more solid defensively, yeah. but ALB is just yeah, I, I, pure heat. I had I had Nankaval, but then I I went for Taitarangi uh, Waldron instead. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a solid oh. choice. I, well. I'm wondering if they went because they played um, Quintipaya there. Oh uh, yeah, but he also played in the, he played in the back three. They yeah. rate him they rate him very very highly. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, back three. I think it's. I think the yeah, biggest names they've got are like Sean Wanui, Solomon Almano, Sean Stevenson, but oh, they've got. Him. Jeez. Oh. What? No, no, Sean Stevenson, I forgot. It's like. Because I was even thinking of. Uh, um, an ENS as well, sorry. But I forgot about Stevenson. Yeah. He's class, so yeah. yeah. And then they've That's also it's, got. It's tough, like, <laughs> trying to pick guys in fantasy because there's just yeah. got so many options. Like, I don't actually know who they're going to play. Yeah, they've even got like it as Adam said now, Etainanasaturo. He's back. Quinn Tepai. Hmm. And Kinino Holo is cousin, hey, or brother? Uh brother. Brother, younger brother. Little is brother. Yeah, he's at the Chiefs. Yeah, he's at the Chiefs now. He's he's the guy remember like two years ago we were doing a podcast episode and he'd scored like seven tries in a school game or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's also one to watch, I think, so and they've got Sam McNichol, not really, but nah. yeah. So it's a stacked side. It's an it's mm. an exciting side, and they do have a good coach. But yeah, I I wouldn't stack my hopes up for more than a third place finish in this competition, because Brad Weber, they interviewed him and he spoke of, spoke about how difficult it is going to be doing ten weeks of back to back home derbies, and spoke about how. The team, the coaching staff's going to manage player rotations and that as well. So, I, I'm curious to see. Like that's the thing. This 10 week cycle is going to be interesting for squad selection, I think, because we are going to see guys rotating in and out. Right, or they yeah. they get a buy, or they do get some buys. But yeah, I, I can't see I can't see a player playing all eight games. Uh, like the Chiefs effectively get one buy, and the Crusaders effectively get one buy. Yeah, yeah. the first and the last games. By, um, by right. virtue of winning. So, yeah, that was my also why I took a bunch of Chiefs, is just because they are going to be playing for the next mm. four weeks. First. Yeah, well, I, I kind of favor Chiefs a bit because they get they have the last buy in the cycle. Yeah. So yeah. I figured, you know. Man, I was, I was hoping I was the only one who noticed that. <laughs> so, no, no, Alex, I noticed that, so everyone noticed yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Also, they're going to have to this new details, this new detail-orientated approach from Matt. It's worrying. Like draft next year, Matt might be a player. That's right? gonna be a machine. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm still going my pimping like first round. With like his third pick, Oaks are gonna start panicking. Like fuck, I didn't factor in Matt being a player. Like <laughs> forty jiggers. Um, can we move? We, so we're running out of time. So can we, can we please move to the Blues? I think Alex, you're doing the Blues. No, we got to do Blues last. Blues are the story. Oh, you're yeah, right. Oh, the story. story. Okay, we'll do Kyrie Canes. 
Hurricanes then. Yeah, yeah um, briefly with Hurricanes, obviously, uh, start of the start of the actual Super Rugby season, they got devastated by the loss of Bowden Barrett, pretty much. Like, mm. it was amazing how one, one player, because his replacement, Fletcher Smith, is just, for lack of a better word, horseshit. Hey, that's my reserve um, fly-half you're talking about. <laughs> oh, you didn't go for the new story as your reserve fly-half? No, I've yeah. kind of regretted it. I lost a lot of value, but that's part of my strategy. Oh, it's, it's not huge value, because you just, you're just multiplying quite a small number, really, in the scheme of things. Um... Yeah, so anyway, uh, without Bowden Barrett, they suddenly look very, very patchy because they have world-class players, but sort of on either side of those world-class players are probably players who are not, like, who, you know, are kind of average or possibly even below average for this tournament. They're like super rugby average. So, yeah, um, then other news coming out. Obviously, Artie Tavia's back, which is, which is huge for them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to... Because they seem to have been liking Duplessis Carifia, but so Artie might actually play eighth, I think, but that doesn't lend great balance, balance to their pack because I think their best... Their most balanced pack is Artie, Artie, at, uh, Artie at open side, then probably Vaya Fafita at mm. blind side and Gareth Evans at, uh, at eighth man. Yeah. But if they go Artie at, and Carifi in the same pack, I don't know, I don't... I don't like it too much. Yeah, otherwise, uh, kind of a bit of a question is where Jordy Barrett will play. Like, fullback, there has been talk of him playing fly half. He is effective-ish in the centers. I would argue his best position probably 14, though, but it seems a bit of a waste playing him at 14, if you know what I mean. Um, uh, I yeah. heard at the start of the season they made noises that he dedicated himself to 15. Uh, so, but maybe just said no. All rules don't apply. So, we'll be interesting to see where. Yeah, like I do think a, a lot of stuff's going to go out the out the window because I think coaches will use this kind of to experiment quite a bit. Because also, at the moment, like even the All Black sort of selection is up in the air. Like, are they are they going to be inter- is there going to be international rugby this year? And then you you can see guys like Dane Coles or whatever. If there's not going to be all black selection, they might kind of say, you know what, let me, let me kind of chill for a bit this season. Like, I don't want to hit it too hard if I'm not really competing for an all black place, if you know what I mean. Well, you just pull that. I think that's what Brady Retallick thought, in it, and therefore, oh, Brady Retallick's not playing for the Chiefs. I don't, so, I don't think Brody Retallick needs to compete for an all black place. So I think he's. Yeah, fine. but he's, no, but I'm saying, like, he's, they were like, okay, cool, you're coming back for this. And he's like, um, no. Yeah, and then it would be it would be nice to see Asafa Mo and Alex Fadal in terms of the the Hurricanes get a bit more get a bit more time, and then yeah, apart from that, there there are there are questions at who's going to play. Who do you guys think is going to play thirteen? Proctor. Uh, I was going to say Aso. Yeah, I think it'll be Aso. Oh yeah, Aso. That makes sense. Uh, but I don't have any. Aso's weird. Like they. Could be like a they like to or... use him, but they also like uh, he's because he's so flexible. Like they'll move him around as they need to. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's sort of more, no. more useful. Yeah, and then Corson or or one of their wings yeah, lands Corbis. around. Corbis and Vake. So. Yeah, Cor- Corbis and Vake. So yeah, they seem to like Corbis and Vake, mm. which I don't know. Um. Yeah. So I anyway, I, I I don't I think. Yeah, I would say they're probably going to come about fourth. Like, it's a pity because they have, they have some real firepower, and I think they're going to 
score some amazing tries and stuff, but I just think consistency-wise, especially without a team that's played off a great 10 for so long, losing that player, like, it's just, yeah, you you lose mm. it a bit. Um, in terms of if you like the... Uh, I'm just trying to think. It would be sort of like early... Say like early twenty, early 2010 Stormers, where, you know, sometimes it, when it went right, it was just incredible. But a lot of the times it was, it was just going wrong. You know, remember that, like, that try Dylan, well, with Dylan Lades' offload and stuff. And, the and one where he was sitting on, his, sitting on his ass behind his back, that one. Yeah, I think, it's, I think so I think it's going to be like that, where it's going to be kind of a bit of the sublime and the ridiculous, where you're going to see them score an amazing try. Then you're going to see them knock three on in a row and, you know, Fletcher Smith existing and stuff. And you're just going to be like, what, what the fuck? What's the point of these guys? Like, so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I would say if you're a Stormers fan and you you like the the front, the the highs and the lows, I would recommend supporting the Canes. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. Fair enough. Now on to the story. We, we've, like, we've hit the hour, um, the hour mark, so Alex, you can take it away with, with about the Blues. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't know what you guys are going on about the Blues... Just you know, same old blues. Um, nothing's really changed. Nothing, nothing ever really changes in Auckland, guys. Like we just tick over. Um, <laughs> you know, nice, quiet, sleepy rugby town. Not a whole lot of player movement. Um, but uh, if you guys are interested, I'll take you through it. So the front row, most likely, uh, we're looking at Bofatuanga uh, Fasi and Kartuna Kuafe. That would be their starting props in my opinion, but um, it hasn't always been the case this season um, and I would say both Tunakurafe and Tuangafasi I think have been a bit poor by their own standards, but uh, they're both All Blacks and there's not really too much competition, so they, they should both be starting. Alex Hodgman. Uh, they got guys like, they got Alex Hodgman, but he's yeah. like he's he's a backup, like he is a backup prop. I don't think any team in New Zealand would sign Alex Hodgman to start for them week in, week out. Um, so, and the same with guys like uh, Sioni Mafileo. Mm. Then at hooker, um, their captain is James Parsons, so it's expected that he'll start pretty much every game. Um, although, he wasn't in that I squad. see Adam... Huh? He wasn't in that squad, though. That was sent through. What squad? squad? Yeah, full sent through a squad. This... They oh, they okay. announced their like, full squad. Yeah. He's oh, cool. Oh, maybe. Maybe he's injured. Oh, well, in that case, Ben, I mean, Adam was a visionary because he drafted Kurt Eklund. He's pretty much the only... Shit, I, I think I drafted James Parsons. A lot of people did. I was going to because that's a very mad pick to do, is James Parsons, but yeah. Check? Yeah, he's not okay, in ben, you, ben, you, you can expect an email to come through just now. Um, but uh, anyway, so then Kurt Eklund... Like, oh, no, he is him, and Adam, what are you talking about? He's under Ofa to Angafasi. Is he? Yo, Adam, stop causing shit. Oh, You're the worst. Oh, Are you actually trying to fucking... Over... No, no, no. I, it was an honest mistake by me. He is there. I apologize. Ooh, I don't know. That's that's dodgy from Adam. That's just, Remember that time Adam like also did this last year? Was it last yeah. year or this year? Where you're just like, oh, no, this one's not you or something. <laughs> posted like shit. the wrong... Posted. Who was it that I posted? Don't know. I might have to talk to the commissioner about this. No, it was um, an accident. Anyway, I apologize. He'll start. Moving on, um, so all right, pretty James Parsons starting good. Uh, benching. Then um, 
the second row. So Patrick Tupelotu's like the other captain um, in the team, I think. And pretty locked in at number four. But number five is an odd one because they've got a bunch of guys that can play number five. They've got Jacob Pierce. They've got Gerard Cowdy uh, Tuyotti. Um, I think they still have Scott Scrafton, or did he go to the Canes? He's not on this list. They've also got Josh Goodhue, who's, Josh Goodhue, who's now great. fit. He's okay. He's fit at least. Um, yeah. So, and there's only 140,000. But if, if it was me, I would play uh, the Red Javelin, Tom Robinson, at number five lock. Because he's like a lock slash flanker. Um, but he, has he played lock before? He has, yeah. He played lock for yeah. the last year. Um, he's I'm trying to look up his, so he's, his I think he was a reverse money ball. He's, so he's just shy of two meters tall. He's, he's 198. Um, but he has played a bit of lock before. Um, I'd play him there because, and I'll tell you why, they get a little bit congested in the in the back row. They've got Blake Gibson, who's they're really the only out-and-out fetcher, open-side type flank. Um, other than Tony Lamborn, who seems to be coming up a little bit. But then they've got quite a few options of blindside. They've got Dalton Papali, who's an all-black. But I don't think Dalton Papali is a, like a classic blindside flanker. Um, I think he's more like a... He's almost like a Sia Khaleesi kind of... Yeah, I was about to say, like, he's a Sia Khaleesi model. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like a bit of a hybrid. Like He's tall enough, and he's probably heavy enough, but he just doesn't play that way. Um, so... I quite like Papali at open side, actually. And then the big problem is they've got two world-class number eights in Akira Aoni and Hoskins Sotutu. Now, going into 2020, like, we all, it was like a no-brainer. Like, Akira Aoni's the first name on the team sheet, basically. Like, who could possibly get Akira out of the, out of the starting 15? Well, the answer to that question uh, Gatlin. Hoskins Sotutu. <laughs> and, um, the coaching staff. Well, yeah, not, not Gatlin, but Leon McDonald. Yeah, I mean, G- Gatlin's good. I don't think he's that good. Um, but basically, Satuta came out of nowhere and just dominated 2020 Super Rugby. Um, he was probably the find of the season, together with another name I'll bring up just now. And he just kept Akira out of the team. Like, And I don't know exactly what the deal was, but Akira wasn't getting game time. I don't know exactly what the situation is there. Akira did start coming back into the starting lineup a little bit. I think I saw him in round six. He started against the Canes and scored a try, uh, but he didn't have a very good game. So, is that something that he's that he's resolved during the lockdown? Like, has he maybe had a bit of time to work on his fitness? If that was the issue, was it his attitude? If that was the issue, I just think he's like he's a freak athlete. There's no way that you can have a guy like him on your like in your locker room and not just find a way to get him on the field. That's what I think. But I also think that Hoskins Satutu is, is the same, and he's actually in form. So if it was me, I'd play Tom Robinson at five with Patrick Tupelotti. Just accept the fact that you got shit tight forwards um, or second rows in, in terms of like platform builders. Go with Dalton Papali as a heavier six to compensate. Go with Hoskins Satutu at number seven just to get him on the pitch. And Akira only at eight because he's a bit of a princess and you know he wants to play in his favorite position. So that's what I would do. And that's just a dynamic forward pack. You got Tuinokuafe, Tuangafasi, Tupelotu, Robinson, Papali'i, Hoskins, Tutu, and Akira are in the same pack. Like, that's just disgusting firepower. And yeah, you'll probably never have the ball because no one's poaching, but fuck it. If you do get the ball, you'll probably <laughs> find a way to score two tries with one position. So, is, is it a coincidence that you're the only one that drafted Akira? Or one of the only ones, Alex? That you're advocating for this position? 
Uh, am I? Uh, no, I, look, Akira was dirt cheap. He was like 240,000. Mm. Uh, so I knew it was a risk, but like, I just, I couldn't look past him at a price like that. This is a guy who was the first, first round draft pick six, like six months ago. Uh, and, he's, and he's coming in at like half the price, half the price of Hoskins Institute. Like even if Hoskins Institute does start and Kira doesn't, like it's you have to take that gamble if you ask me. So yeah, I'm no, definitely, it's definitely, I'm definitely holding on to him. Mm, okay. uh, but yeah, it's fine. No, you guys, you guys stick with Hoskins, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. You guys will be bumping up. Okay, well I didn't look. I didn't choose Hoskins Institute. So, or Akira, I wasn't in this race. I, I was, I was hoping to sell Jacobson and buy Hoskins Tutu, but too many people bought Hoskins Tutu, so I can't. It's not a. Um, I, I can't do afford that. You do with There's plenty of space in this bandwagon. Yeah, but we not. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, have, I, have, I have, I have Akira already. Jeez, uh, okay. um, on brand, you, Good for you. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, fuck, all right, I'm gonna move on to the backline. Back so, like, backline should be a little. Simpler than forwards, right? But it's not. First of all, it's scrum half. Now, Augustine Pulis left the club, and he was like the guaranteed starter. Now, you'd think that that would like make it a no-brainer, but Jonathan Ruiz have to fight for his life against Sam Nock this season. Yeah. Like, they've both been given starts. They've both played pretty well. Sam Nock, arguably the inform option. I went for Jonathan Ruiz in the draft. More people went for, for Sam Nock, which I think was smart. I, I, I regret going with Ruiz. But Don't say that. Honestly, I went for Ruiz. It's like a it's a fifty fifty at this point. Like, I don't know what McDonald's thinking. Ruru's got more experience, so I don't know. Like with a lot of the changes, you, you, you'll hear now that there's going to be a lot of changes in the back line. I feel like you maybe go with the more experienced guy in Ruru as a bit of like reliability. But I can also see see Sam not being picked. So we'll see. Um, now let's take a minute to uh, talk about a young man named Otero Black. Terry Black was the backup flyer off at the Hurricanes to Burton Barrett. Um, I'm going to quickly Wikipedia him because I'm pretty sure he played junior All Blacks. Uh, yeah, he played New Zealand under 25 games, 63 points. He started for them in, in 2015. He was like a real up-and-comer. Like People thought Terry Black was going to be like the next big thing. He stayed with the Hurricanes for a couple of years, and he just couldn't get any game time. And the reason for that was he was play, playing behind the best fly half in the world. At that point, Bowden Barrett, who also happens to be the second best fly half, as far as I can tell, that New Zealand's ever produced. So, what do you do if you're Terry Black? Well, you find another club. So, he did that. He moved to Auckland, where they had fly off issues pretty much ever since Carlos Spencer left. And um, his only competition at that point would have been Stephen Perifetta, who really wanted to be a fullback anyway, and Harry Plummer, who kind of ceilings out at uh, Mitre 10 Cup. So, you know, pretty good gig for a Terry Black. But he arrives uh, at, in 20, or 2018, please, and immediately gets injured. This is the entire 2018 season due to injury. Um, <laughs> and basically gives the starting gig to, like, Stephen Perifetta. He plays the whole season. So, a uh, year, we, we wind forward an entire year. Um, he finally makes his debut in 2019. Good. Life's good. Life's good for a Terry Black. You know, he had a bit of a slow slow start after his 2015 junior season, but he's finally made it. Another year forward, Bowden Barrett signs to the Blues. Like, he took two years to try and get out of Bowden Barrett's shadow, and he couldn't do it. Bowden Barrett just like, I don't know, maybe there's, there's something about <laughs> a terrible 
do, do you think their families have like a long-standing grudge, like Otero Black's family like took a bit of farmland from the Barretts, yeah. like it's like a border like, dispute or like a like, like a, a, like a, a 400, lost like four hundred years yeah, ago when a Barrett like, sheep, like yeah. wandered over the border and there was like a dispute about and then it had it had uh, lambs and they they couldn't figure out whose lamb it was because it was Bowden's Barrett's grandfather's sheep but the the lamb was had on Otero Black's grandfather's land. Yeah. I don't know. But Burton Barrett seems to have it out for a terror black. And the poor guy now finds himself. He he had up until May to establish himself because Burton was on sabbatical. And then coronavirus came along and like robbed him of half the games that he would have been playing. So uh. a terror black, you know, you know, it's pretty bad luck, but you know, it could be worse. Like at least you're gonna get to bench behind, you know, Burton Barrett and like you'll still get a bit of game time. Hypothetical guys, what's the only thing worse? Then the second best fly half these unions ever produced joining your club. If you're a terror black. <laughs> <laughs> Poor terror black, yeah. The only thing worse than the second best fly half these unions ever produced joining your club is the best fly half these unions ever produced joining your club. Dan Carter is back in Super Rugby. He signed for the Blues. I don't fucking know why. I read he was, he was just around and they're like, yeah, the team. He's just keeping yeah, it. Injury, injury no, so, coming for Perifera. I'm sorry, I just so we, that's we quite a bit over time, Alex. So I just need you to pick this up a little bit. Sorry. You can, <laughs> you can leave if you want to. Um, oh. We we're still we're still recording. Yes. You got you got places to be. But um, Stephen Perfetta, so he is injured. So most likely, what we're going to see is Ben yeah. Barrett moving fullback. And some people think Dan Carter is going to start at ten. I think Otero Black is going to catch a lucky break, probably for the last time ever, and yeah. start at ten. For a little bit with Dan Carter, um, and then, then Bowden's going Bowden's to kick the ball into his head or something, just for custom, so Carter can just slip in there. Watch. No, they'll, they'll, they'll play a terror black at ten, and then Barrett's just going to be the first receiver. Yeah, they'll back. pass to Barrett. Yeah, they'll pass like twenty meters back if they have to, just to get it to Bowden. <laughs> yeah, um, As, okay. Someone so, else had a hypothetical of Carter at twelve, Barrett at ten. Yeah. Like so let me let me get let me get to that. So. Um, Rico Ioni, kind of similar to Akira Ioni, best player in his position in the team. Now he's been eclipsed by Mark Talea, who had just a breakout 2020 season. But it, it coincides with Rico Ioni wanting to move to center anyway. Their centers when Rico was playing wing or when he was out or whatever were uh, Joe Marchant and uh, TJ Fayani, who's like the Auckland captain, I think. Or he's you know pretty good, might have 10 cup player. Um, I, I don't know. I think they're going to go with... Um, Ioni at 13 and Fayani at 12. Yeah. And then Mark Talea at 11. And then I would play Joe Marchant at right wing, but they also seem to like Matt Duffy there. Uh, so, I don't know. I think probably the best combination of players would be Mark Talea on the right, uh, Rico Ioni on the left, and then Marchant, who was really, really good, and Fayani in the centers. And then who, do we know? Who's do we know if Marchant's gone, is still there? Uh, I don't know. He's. I think he was in that. He was in that list squad from Twitter. I but think anyway, I did so that's the lineup. Um, sorry to keep you waiting with my dramatic um, rendition of the Blues lineup. So who I should be supporting you, the Blues? You, if, you, if you just like watching good rugby and you're not actually worried about results, like you'd rather win, you'd, you'd rather lose pretty than win ugly. Then the Blues are probably the team for you. Because so I was going to ask, who's playing fifteen? You didn't really mention that. Uh, Barrett, no, Bowden Bert, will be at 15. Mm. And then Black or Carter will be at 10. Mm. Okay. Uh, that's the only way I see it playing out. Because, like, 
either that or they have Matt Duffy at 15 mm. and Bat- Burden at 10, and then one of Carter or uh, Doterra Black misses out on the bench, which I don't think sounds right to me. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think like you like entertaining rugby and you don't, you're not really fussed about results because you will get your heart broken if you hang about waiting for the Blues to win anything. Um, I do feel like it's their best squad that they've had in a while now that Burden has joined them but they're still probably a year away from being like competitors, which is interesting to me because from your, what you guys were saying about where you think all the other teams are going to finish, it sounds to me like you guys think the Blues are going to finish second behind the Crusaders. Yeah, I, I, I think, think the Blues will finish second. I think, they'll, I think they're going to lose to the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I agree with that assessment, actually. I think, the, I think it's going to be Saders 1, Chiefs 2, Blues 3, mm. Canes 4, Islanders like 7th, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> the Sun Wolves appear and take them out. Yeah. So there you go. Chiefs That's lost it. to the Sun. I just, uh, for the record, I will be supporting the Blues, which is why I asked you to preview them. I just think they they've always been like one of my favourite New Zealand teams. They're just so exciting to watch. Yeah. Every player from one to fifteen, except for Kurt Eklund, if he plays, is, is fantastic. Um, <laughs> so, Fuck that guy. Yeah. It's just like. It's just fun. It's entertainment. Like it's 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 what rugby's supposed to be about. You know, don't even worry about log points. Don't even worry about bonus points. Just fucking eighty minutes of pure unfiltered. It's basically excitement. this this tournament. Like no one's gonna care if you win this or not. Like you just want to no. be clear. Like I'm also I'm also supporting the Blues. Nice. I think I, I, you know, I, I, I like I like to suffer as a fan, but I like to know there's some great players in my team. You you want you want that gravy. You want that gravy. Not much on the plate, but the yeah. gravy is so good. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's that's going to do yeah. it for for this episode. Alex, got... final word from you? Uh, no, I've said more than enough. I think. Um, yeah. I, thank I, you for I, I apologize. You did kind of uh, um, give me a short shrift there. You could leave if you want. Uh, that, that hit me deep in my soul. I was like, oh, okay. I, I palmed my baby. I wasn't trying life. to be a dick. I was. I was. Give, I was trying to give you an out. No, no, I'm here now. And thank you to the people coming and coming later. Um, but yeah, that's, that's going to be it for this episode of Elite Rugby Band. So we're very excited for Super Rugby uh, coming back. If it is still going to be Super Rugby, I'll just call it Kiwi Rugby. Um, ben, thanks very much for joining us. And uh, again, setting up the Fantasy no, League. Uh, I need to actually look at where I can create some value. Uh, I lost out a bit. With yeah, ben, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy your emails. This, this week... This week you got to try you got to try cash out and improve your. I think you got to use two trades to improve your your prospect your your kind of financial situation and then you got to obviously Keep put it back. on the field yeah. that's gonna, yeah. that's going to start and perform. So yeah, it should, start, be, it should be an interesting week of trade. Mm. Yeah, you, you, you can take you take profit on that, Adam. Did anyone else buy him? No. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, Alex, thanks, thanks very much. I hope you enjoy your fillet. Thanks. Uh, it's not fillet; it's it's beef short rib. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Which is like it's, it's like the opposite of fillet. Okay. Yeah. okay sorry. It's Details. tough. You know They're bones that actually taste like something. Oh. Okay, Matt. I don't know what fillet fillet that Jesus, what butcher fuck you? No big fan of fillet. Fillet is too bad. What? Fillet is to Matt what Burton Barrett is to a Terra Black. Essentially. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for being here. No worries. Always a pleasure. Cool. That, that's going to do it. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks very much.